Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 246 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, uh, Chief Archivist of Lay Station, Commander Phoenix Fire, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our Chief Bar Steward, Commander Psycho Cow, Grand Psycho Cow. Um, oh, sorry. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. We have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. We have our Deputy Trade Attaché, Commander Souverine. What up? And cleaning out the toilets, our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edlevice. That's Ben Moss Woodward. Okay, I'm lying out of the car. Okay. Right. And um, if you you wish, Ben is actually hanging out in-game. He is at the surprisingly funnily named New Growth Station in Pencil Sector EL-YD5. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have the target for the night. That is Commander Edlevice at New Growth Station, Pencil Sector EL-YD5. Ah. Now, if you can't get to us in game, we're also in the ch- the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat. And of course, live on Twitch TV slash Lave Radio. Welcome to everybody in the chat. So we will quickly go around the crew in the bar and find out what they've been up to this week. So for a change, we'll start with Commander Silverine. How have you been? Oh, just great, thanks. Um, what have I been doing? Um, I've been uh, in-game. I've been engineering like a man possessed. Um, I was telling Ben earlier, I've, I realized uh, that I've, in the last six weeks, uh, bought five new spaceships and completely uh, out, A-grade outfitted them and sort of grade five engineered them. Um, all from scratch, um, without really planning to. I just sort of got ideas for ships I wanted to build. Um, so I've now got basically no materials at all. And um, if I see another, um, if I see another degraded emission signal source, I think I'll explode. So um, I'll consume uh, that. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing in game, and it's been um, it's been fun. And I've now got some fun ships. Uh, and out of game. Um, uh, the sous vet took me to the registrar's office uh, today to um, to have a meeting before our wedding to discuss incredibly tedious, boring things. Um, and um, and it was achingly bureaucratic and not very romantic. Um, so that's dominated today, really. Oh, well, sorry to hear that romance I, is officially dead. I, actually, <laughs> I really I enjoyed going to the registrar office, things like that when when I. But that could be because. What on earth did you like about it? Possibly because there's like a holy shit, we're actually doing this kind of thing, and we went to the pub afterwards. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, going to the pub is cool. I don't. It doesn't need the blemish of a visit to the registrar prior to that. But. <laughs> 
Oh, Commander Shan, how have you been this week? I have been hair there and everywhere, if if hair is including London. Um, yeah, I had a course Monday and Tuesday in London, and I stayed over Tuesday night, and the rest of the family joined me in London on Wednesday to witness my youngest sons passing out into the household gallery. And then we're back in London again on Friday and Saturday to witness said son's participation in Trooping of the Colour. Wow. So, so lots of pomp and circumstance in the Shan household this week. Um, In-game, I have made my uh, Shan Alligans account has made it to Colonia. So I've traded in all my data and I'm debating whether to go from Colonia back to the bubble or the commander setup shop in Colonia and... Um, have somewhere else to call home. Oh, right. I mean, admittedly, my shiny side is still hobbling towards Colonia at a very, very slow pace. <laughs> I, I think I, I ought to try playing the Xbox account again for a little while, maybe. Um, Commander Psycho Cow, are you with us, and how have you been? Yeah, I am here. Uh, yeah, it's been busy. Um we're just coming to the end of our deadline for this licensing project. It's a massive one, so <sighs> in the next two weeks, hopefully things will start to settle down, but then there's a lot of catch-up for all the other things that have been put on hold. And uh, Bathroom still needs to get sorted. Uh, we've not made any progress. Um, my brother's now waiting for blood tests, but they are hopeful that what he's experiencing at the minute are side effects to the new medication and that it is actually working and that they can hopefully resolve it. Because one of those things, you know, they, they were talking to him and it's like, ah, strange, you know, this is almost like you haven't got a gallbladder. No, I don't. It was removed. So it goes, right, okay. We've got special <laughs> drugs that we give people that don't have gallbladders that help um, with the medication and the side effects. So fingers crossed, that's all really positive and you can get back because he's, he's freaking sick of it now. He's beginning to lose his uh, mind. Um, <clears throat> which is not doesn't take long because he only just got it back a few weeks ago. But the the, the bathroom, you know, I reckon we'll, we'll make... We're hoping to make fairly light work of it. This week, um, I'm currently on the stream um, playing Elite on the Shadow Box, and I've not really had a much... It's just recently had a launcher update, and I think the launcher update has introduced some bugs, whereby I'm going to have to try and work out why it can't see my controllers, because uh, that worked before but it doesn't work now, and also why if it goes into standby, it doesn't come back on, um, because it should do that too. So there's a couple of things I need to look into, but it's, as you can see, it's running in 4K. Uh, well, you can't tell that, I can. Um, and yeah, if I hit the tab key, it's quite responsive. Uh, this is using the shadow box as opposed to just a shadow account. I don't have any problems with the shadow account at the moment. Um, They've done an awful lot of work on it. Uh, this is, of course, the monthly subscription to a cloud computer with a equivalent of an NVIDIA 1080 card in it so that you don't have to spend a fortune to get the performance in your gaming that you might want. 
um, and you can run the client on mobile phone, Android phone and tablets, and a whole range of other settings as well, including a PC. So if you've got an old PC um, that's not too old, then you could pay for the subscription and, and you could be running yourself the equivalent of having a high-end gaming machine at a monthly cost rather than a, a significant thousands upon thousands of pounds. And it works well. I mean, we're hopefully going to get it set up so that um, Susie can play some PC games using it because she tends to like things with controllers. So we'll just, I'll be playing around with that for the next while. I was raving about this. It does have issues. And if you're unfortunate enough to have those issues, it can be quite frustrating. Their technical support is pretty damn good and they do their best, but sometimes you're screwed. So, have patience if you join in with the Shadow Tech. When it works, it is absolutely amazing. Uh, and they're now starting to encourage people to use it for streaming so that you can stream using the ridiculous mental internet connection that it has um, rather than using your home internet connection. But that does bring other issues because you're going to have to run the game on the same machine that you're streaming it from in order to get the benefits of all that but that can be done that's fair enough um what else this week i've got mr winner coming up we're going to go and see bill bailey on thursday night in glasgow so i'm looking forward to that and then on saturday dave pearson's coming up and so we're going to go and um munch down as much meat as any human being possibly can so basically attacked by uh, truckers on one week after the other then? Yeah, but it should be it should be a lot of fun. Um, Bill Bailey I'm looking forward to. I've got a couple of comedy gigs. I've even got Jimmy Carr tickets for, what, 2020? Which is just <laughs> stupid. How, how much in advance? Jeez. Yeah, I got it last year. <laughs> for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. I know, it's mental, but the, my, my exciting ones are for the end of the year, which we'll talk about when you have time, is Tim Minchin, that's my my huge ones. Oh um, no, oh yes, Tim Minchin, he's, he's one of my favourites, but uh, yeah. <laughs> they sold out quick. Yeah, they, it's, it's when you hear that someone like Eddie Izzard, is Eddie Izzard or Billy Conley's playing, then you know you've got 30 seconds to get on that website. I've got Eddie Izzard tickets too. I'll stop making me jealous. Any, any. I want you to spare one if you're up in Glasgow. Um, right. Okay. Uh, I'll note that down. <laughs> no. Uh, my, if my missus found out that I had gone and seen Eddie Izzard without her, I, I think I'd be sterile for the rest of my life. <laughs> I might. I'll check and see what I've got ticket-wise because I tend to um, think about that point of view of right. I'm pretty sure I can get rid of these tickets with some friends who'll be desperate to go and see it. So I tend to over uh, overbuy. So. Um, Tim Minchin is already spoken for, as you can possibly imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Eddie Izzard, might, I might have some spare room. I'll let you know. Is oh. this really an issue, though, Colin? Because you know, I know you've got some lovely kids. This comes under none of your damn business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure that is that he wants to have more, but I think he'd like to have the option to be able to have more. <laughs> well, apart from commenting on my sexual reproductive ability, Ben, 
<laughs> what have you been interested in doing this week? <laughs> I put up some shells over the weekend, and it's finished already. So, yay go me. Hey! <laughs> but they're straight, so that's a good sign. I... <laughs> oh, not going to. Not going to. <laughs> Faraman! Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I was suffering lurgy. Uh, last Tuesday, I was starting to come down with it. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I was horrible with lurgy. But I'm feeling a lot better now, so I've still got a cough. In-game, in I've made it to the Voyager return route drop-off point, as I'm calling it which is about 20,000 light years away from Beagle Point. So I've done the Beagle Point to the start of the Voyager return route home thing, and now I'm actually going to start going home. <coughs> Even though I'd be almost at sag if I'd just jumped straight there. But anyway, we don't worry about these things, do we? And then on slightly sadder news, I guess, uh, the whole reason why I'm at New Growth is because I was scheduled to be playing with the commander who last week, we, uh, I think it was last week we mentioned, had a terminal, was totally very poorly and stuck in hospital and looking for elite dangerous commanders to go and play with him. Well, I was like, well, okay, I'll come along and play and we'll do something. Arranged with him and his uncle, we'd meet up here. And unfortunately, yeah, he, he sadly passed away last Wednesday. Um, so that's why I'm basically hanging at New Grove Station just now. That's quite a, a, a sobering moment, that, because, uh, yeah, the thread, uh, we'll just announce this now, we were going to talk it later in the show, but um, last week there was uh, Commander Freeboot's nephew, Michael, who had a special mention in the uh, uh, on the forums uh, and on Frontier's um, Twitter feed, uh, mostly because, as Ben said, he was in, in hospital and wanted to rendezvous with other commanders and, and do some exploration. But unfortunately, he passed away uh, uh, last Wednesday. So um, I think everybody here at Lave Radio would like to pass on their condolences to Commander Freebooter uh, and his family. Uh, and uh, that also comes uh, from the uh, Frontier staffers. And I think the elite community in general it all took it, everybody by surprise, that one, unfortunately. So, um, moving on, uh, unfortunately, to well, to what I've been up to in the last uh, last week or so. I have been um, shooting um, other commanders and other uh, ships in the combat CG, which has been happening as part of the Interstellar Initiative. Um, I'm not done too bad. I've only lost one ship so far, so you know that's that's not too bad. Um, I will say that uh, Guardian flat cannons are scary <laughs> uh, when you're using them because you don't know when they'll actually kick in. I later found out that they kick in at 500 meters, so they're very short range, but they do do a lot of damage. And um, out of game. Um, I've been going on a bit of a movie rampage. We went to see Aladdin over the weekend, which was a lot better than everybody was making it out to be, in my in my humble opinion. Uh, and but the real thing that I've I've done is that I went and bought off eBay a copy of Highlander Two, the special edition. 
they didn't give it to you for free then? I eventually did get it for free, but um, yeah. Now, for those those of you who know me, they know I'm a little bit of a Highlander fan, and I had heard that the special edition of Highlander 2 completely changed what the original Highlander 2 was. And it has. It has. It's changed plot lines, and uh, it's it's made things more sensible and you can it's actually got a story you could follow it's gone from the worst movie ever made to just merely bad (laughs) it's still not good but it is worth it for sean connery just being the most sean connery i have ever seen him (laughs) Uh, colin said our lad in thank you commander barrymore (laughs) (laughs) oh dear right well moving on from that um last week fozza asked about busted ships to be mailed to info at laveradio.com and we had a few responses um we have uh commander myrtle from the Diamond Frogs, he showed us the Apollo 2, his, uh, is that a dolphin that's in, in really bad shape? It is, yeah. Uh, and uh, Commander oh, Tomako 2K, uh, he's uh, written in from Germany to show off a very uh, stripped down blue asp, which, uh, yeah, good asp in front of photos there. Uh, and we've also got Commander Lord Smurf. Is that right? Smurf? He's got a ship, Picard's Pecker. That should keep Ben happy. At Beagle Point. Surprisingly enough, it's purple, but very, very worn. <laughs> we've got Commander, Commander Spike with a fantastically stripped back yellow asp and finally we've got commander small furry rodent who's going to hutton in a what's that a cobra mark four it is indeed a cobra mark four i suppose somebody has to like it Don't get that started. You'll get people turning up in the (laughs) the forums start necromizing (laughs) that woman Cobra Mark 4 thread again. That's one thing that's happened in the forums a lot, is it does seem that people are choosing threads from old times ago and then starting them all off again, just just to cause as much salt as possible. But shall we move on to the um, the development news? Well, unless someone, yeah, unless someone's got something to comment on. We will put a uh, picture of the, these uh, pictures of the uh, the appropriate vessels in the show notes uh, but one of the things that I think we're doing is um, are we extending this competition for another week because I think Fozzo wants to announce it does he are we okay yeah um, so again if you if you'd like to be in for a, a chance to win one of the the skin packs we have um, please submit your uh, picture of your damaged ship to info at laveradio.com and we will go into it in more detail next week. So, 
Back to the development news. Well, there has been only one topic this week, and that has been there have been more leaks from Frontier uh, regarding a lot of their content. Now, um, this does seem to come from a 4chan a, uh, anonymous post, and it does seem to come from uh, uh, a source within Frontier. Now, most of the stuff that's that's in this uh email is to do with jurassic park uh, and planet zoo and one of the but there was one additional thing which was leaked thargoid concept art uh coming for the next elite dangerous version in 2020 now both yamex and the city ant have done videos based on this um, I'll just quickly go around the table to ask them, what do you, what do you think of the leak? Uh, is it relevant? Is it going to spoil your enjoyment of what's upcoming? Who'd like to go first? I'll go first. Um, I think the I think the image of the Thargoid is is brilliant. Um, I I can see why they've stripped down the number of legs. Um, what they've got is a lot more ant lion. For those who um, played Half-Life 2, um, and um, it looks truly alien. It looks really good. Um, so I, I really, yeah, I'd absolutely love to blast through a few of those in Starship Troopers style if the um, if the first leak was right. Um, and in terms of the in terms of the the leak itself, um, I do get the they're a dick if if um, if it's real and they're a dick if it's not. Point been made originally um it is a bit of a dickish thing to do um especially if it's a if it's if their friend is um if the, if they're getting it from an actual friend at frontier um because they're just basically risking their mate's job um but i wonder whether uh like i i don't know how detrimental these leaks are for example that leaked image of the thargoid has me a lot more excited for 2020 than i would have otherwise been because uh, now I'm like, oh, that is a that that is a genuine thing that I'm probably going to be able to to play and experience fairly soon, um, and that's that has me more excited for the future of the game than if I hadn't seen the leak um, in a small way. Um, and to be honest, it's the kind of thing that Frontier should be doing. The, the, their policy of secrecy above all else and tell the community nothing um, that's apart from what's happening in the next month is um, it creates the market for leaks like this. Um, I don't know how common they are for other, other developers, but I would hazard that Frontier secrecy creates a vacuum for leaks like this to be, for, you know, to be wanted. Um, and actually, little snippets of what's coming in the future is healthy for uh, for the community, and it keeps them interested and keeps them excited for what's coming. I think you're right there, Sue, in terms of um, the communication strategy reads this kind of thing i mean i'm i'm inclined to think the the image that was published the other day is actually correct um it just looks correct to me um but on the other hand it doesn't really tell you very much because it doesn't tell you how it moves it doesn't tell you how it interacts it doesn't tell you how it fights it doesn't tell you what special abilities it's got it doesn't tell you is this just like cannon fodder you know like a trash mob or is it a boss we, we just don't know these things so for me it hasn't really spoiled anything because what's required to fight these things we still don't know mm. 
Ben, have you got any thoughts? My biggest thought is that the guy who's doing the leap is an asshat, to be honest. You know, he is putting somebody's life on the line. Well, well, potentially life on the line, job on the line, certainly. You know, he's in these latest set of re- releases, he's gone off and posted private information from that person showing the exact email that they sent from Frontier's own servers, which is really stupid if you ask me, but anyway. You know, using Frontier's own email, he sent to them he sent the information to his friend and he's showing him his bonus information as well. And it's just like Oh, and he's really revealing the person's gender, which you know, narrows it down again. Yeah, it will so become it's basically doxing themselves, aren't they? It's, no. it's, well, doxing he's doxing, doxing his friend. Hmm. Unless he is his friend. Shame. Unless he is his friend. But there, could be, there could be a bit of misdirection going on. Um, it, what, if it is a different person, it, it does look like it'll be, it, it will be harder and harder. Uh, well, it'll become easier and easier to, for, for Frontier to work out who's doing the leaking. They've gone off and posted the exact email that he that was sent out. It's yeah, not exactly. hard to go from that text to say, oh, okay, well, this email was sent at this time of the day. I wonder who that were. Yeah, yeah, true. And Cal, do you want to jump in there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I'll I'll try and you know not use the language that I would uh, normally. Um, oh, go on. But you know, anyone who leaks information like that is a heartless fucking twat um it is a shit thing to do it can un it could break a company for a start because you know as much as this stuff's going around the office it's not got any light in the public light of day uh it can lead to a company having to totally redesign something in order to make the leak ineffective that can undo uh months and years of planning on a controlled release in order to build up the excitement at the right time you've now seen things i've not even i've not read the leaks i refuse to get uh, to to look at these things because um out of respect for frontier it's like one of those things you you know you know there's a cheat and it's an easy cheat to use for a game well the minute you choose to to use it then well you know you're an arsehole <laughs> not not really in that sort of uh, high-end arsehole you're just you know you've you've made that decision and therefore if you get banned or you have any action taken against you tough shit um but you know you're making that step when you read these leaks or they're per- perpetrated further on by other members of the community like obsidian and uh, and yamix if you then feed into that leak you're creating the fucking market you're creating it it's not journalistic journalistic is to say that there's a leak to then perpetrate and pass on that information again is as bad as the leak it's not about playing hush hush and being all buddy buddy with frontier but it's being respectful and those uh, models may all change they may well not be um the final product or the agreed design that can be part of it now with my wife's artwork, which is probably why I find this to be an abhorrent and disgusting um, activity to go on in any business, we'll have ranges of images. If someone was to leak those images out, it would create the opportunity for copycats. Um, And if your copycat gets in before you, how can you possibly prove 
that you designed it so someone could then create a game with those in, call them something else, and then Frontier's screwed. It's damaging in all fronts, not just to the business, not just to the shareholders, who, you know, have got to be informed of things first. It has a huge knock-on effect. I've not seen any of these leaks, so I can't comment on the Planet Zoo. I have, unfortunately, seen the, the image that you're talking about of the Thargoid and for me it's shit but that's another story altogether um, <laughs> I don't like it but that's fine you know as I say I'm not fussed about it it looks it looks like it could be a great update in 2020 but now is not the time for that information to come out they're not ready to give this information out so if it gets leaked that's going to kill the impact it's not going to create it might create for the likes of shan you know a little bit of excitement about that but six months time when the you know seven months time when that launch starts to happen and they start pushing out the information you're going to go yeah i've seen that yeah but you're not seeing it officially so it's ruined your enjoyment of that run-up or any special events that they run into you know one of the biggest things that I was looking forward to in the whole of the Elite thing, and I was hoping it was going to happen at the um, Expo, was the revelation of the Thargoids. So I was hoping they would have models of the Thargoids there. It didn't happen, because that's the next big thing definitely to be looking forward to. It's exciting. And this just pisses all over that. You're going to see it in its unfinished, unmodeled, unrendered form. You know, I'm not a developer, I've got no business seeing that. It might put me off, as it has, but not off the game, but it's put me off the, the particular alien model. Um, Shan might see a bit more and it might tick his boxes, because it's never going to tick everyone's boxes, but it's got no business being in the public eye at this point. It just shouldn't be out. It's bullshit. It's, it's shitting on people's hard work, and no matter how much... You might think that these, you know, it's a big company, therefore it doesn't matter, you know, they've got insurance, it's not going to affect them. It is going to affect them. It's going to put everything, every single person in that office has now got extra shit to contend with as they are checked and scrutinised for even coughing at the wrong time. There'll be, you know, full-on searches to make sure there's not USB discs being taken out. It's a bullshit thing to happen. It's criminal. <clears throat> that's That's what I think. I'm going to go with Ben just quickly. What I just want to basically pass on what Bitstorm's been saying on Twitch. And they're saying that he feels it's had a very positive effect. Uh, it's, just, it's creating discussion about Elite Dangerous in the community and on the media. And Bitstorm's feeling more optimistic about the 2020 release now. now than he was before before these leaks. Okay, Sean? Um, I was going to say, um, in response to what Cal was saying, I completely agree it's a scummy thing to do. Uh, where I'm coming from is it's out now. We It can't be undone. So we kind of have to make the best of it. We, you know, and for me, I look at it and I think, yeah, it was. it's not ideal, but... And then for all the reasons I just said. So I'm trying to make the most of it rather than try and undo it. Well, yeah, it can't be undone. I'm not suggesting because people are going to stumble across this stuff and just through general internet searches. And unfortunately, um, for all those people that it might excite, um, there may be hundreds of others that it will then 
detract and they think, oh, that's a bit shit. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to bother waiting for another six years for that to come up or <laughs> six, six years for this thing. I know nothing. I have not read any leaks. <laughs> I'm not putting the scandal out there. There'll be six years until you see that update. Um, it's just... Oh man, it's a way to piss on someone's parade. It's it's nothing short of doing streams showing you using exploits in the game to ruin other people's games just because you can. You know how people say if it's in the game then it's meant to it's all fair and you think well yeah, but just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Uh there's a degree of uh, you know, measuring yourself against your own yardstick as to what you're willing to do in order to be a colossal arsehole and what you're willing to to do to not be a colossal arsehole. Um, so yeah, as much as for all the people that I hope do find it as a, as a nice little taster, but it's, it's the effect, it's the knock-on effect. Could you imagine working in an office under that level of scrutiny? And, and probably some of you do as a standard, it's just the nature of the business that you're in. Uh, but can you imagine now that every single email that you send is is read, is checked? There's no trust, you know. That's a, a hard working environment, and I really feel bad for those guys because they're being scrutinised uh, where they shouldn't. And whoever's doing the the leaks, what are you getting from it? You know, what is it? Is there a notoriety? Is this this kind of griefing uh, sort of gratification uh, that you're ruining it for the business uh, or is you know or is it is it really just you know intended criminal damage is it sabotage is it you know what they should be looking for is they should be talking about installing a fish tank and see whoever sighs the loudest going well that's going to be expensive ah he <laughs> worked with Chris Roberts and then that's your leak that might be a bit far well, I mean, I must admit, I'll I'll just quickly jump in here because it's not necessary. They can undo this. They can undo it by redoing all the work they've done, which will then end up being a big delay. And now that's one thing that they're going to have to decide is whether or not these leaks are worth reworking the entire system for, which I I hope they won't. Uh, and I, I get the the, fa- the fact there's going to be a loss of impact when it's it's come out. The only positive that I've seen from this, and I, I completely agree with you, Carol, about the fact that this, the way that this has been released, the only positive that I've I've seen is that it's reassured some members of the community that the Frontier are keeping their word that something big is in development. That's the only thing I can I can think of that I, could be taken away as a positive on this. Shan, do you want to jump in? Uh, yeah, I was just thinking um, how we're pointing a lot of fingers at the person who leaked, but the person who also sent the email also included a whole lot of Jurassic World information as well, and we shouldn't forget that Jurassic World has impacted as well as Elite is. Um, the other thought I had is, and it's all what Cow was saying has got me, has got me thinking, are we sure... That they let that every single uh, frontier employee is now undergoing some sort of KGB level of scrutiny, because this is the second leak we've had, or the second reveal of information that we've had in two months. And you would think they would have got rid of the first source of the link immediately, and not give a second person chance to leak. 
because unless, of course, the information we've got has been delayed and it all was out in one batch, but we've had two leaks in as many months. It could be so either they were the same. It could be a trap. Sorry, it could be um, data orchestrated to to uh, to weed out their uh, the little saboteur, uh, put, put things that are too tasty down on a table and walk away and watch and see who goes involved. It could be, but that's I mean we don't know anything about it. But I can only imagine from a point of view of if it was my business that that would be. Uh, a consideration that up to now wasn't required at that kind of level of security to protect the data and, and your stuff. You know, you would have your standards and you would have a lot of trust. Uh, what it does demonstrate, though, is that the intake of staff is definitely going to be a challenge for them going forward. Yeah, maybe. As I said, I'm still two links two leaks in as many months i mean it's leaking more than a cabinet meeting isn't it it's <laughs> it just can't i just can't ask the question is it the same person who um frontier didn't take action on or was it some sort of sting operation but then why would you give them something like this as a sting you'd give them i don't know you'd give some fictional piece of information and see if it leaked out I think it is. I, I, I think it's genuine, uh, and I think it's the same person. Um, the um, Cal's point about uh, intellectual property and potential damage to business plans and things is um, uh, is definitely food for thought. I probably I don't know anything about games development, but I would um, intuition sort of. I, I would guess that it's um, uh, that something like a leaked Im- image of a Thargoid wouldn't result in drastic changes of of projected workflow, as he describes. Um, I think the 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 Planet Zoo release is, um, you know, that was that was quite tightly orchestrated across seven or eight different news outlets that all published their release stories at at, um, at midday on the same day, um, and um, uh, and it was quite polished as as far as sort of new game announcements go, and um, and the leak predated that by a couple of the first leak predated that by a couple of weeks, and there's an argument that um, you know that there's there's a potential criminal case there because um, remind me is Frontier still publicly listed or not? As far as I'm aware, it's a public company. Yeah, yes. and everything like that. So yeah, if you had if you had seen that leak had an inkling that it was that it was correct and then bought shares before the planet zoo announcement you'd have probably you'd have probably made a bit of money out of it um so yeah things like that i think that was probably the um things like spoiling big releases before the companies come public about them is a is a bigger um is a bigger risk but as i said i don't know anything about this stuff at all one thing that I'm not sure I agree with this, but I've heard it being bandied around, is some folks are saying that possibly it's deliberate leaks from within Frontier. Now, it's a bit too tinfoil hatty for me, but the ineptitude of it, maybe, maybe, it, is tin- maybe it is something from Frontier. Because how the hell haven't you fired that person already? I don't know. I'd be, inter- I'd be interested to know how much they mind. I'd be interested to know how serious they find it. Because the person doing mm-hmm. the person the person leaking to the person outside, whether they're whether that's the same person or not, 
there's clearly an element of um, of complicity. The person who the person within Frontier who's doing the leaking clearly knows that a leak was made, and they spoke to their friend a second time, and they probably deduced that they were the leak, even if they even if they didn't didn't realise that their friend was going to betray them. The fact that there have been subsequent leaks in, indicates that the the person within Frontier is is complicit in some way, even even if they know that their friend is going to betray them again. Um, so. Um, that like, sort of, you know, the answer. The answer to that's possibly cause the first leak came out over ECM weekend, and both Grant and Colin were in the room when the Frontier staffers got the information, and then promptly vanished. From what I understand, Grant. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you can't possibly, I can't comment on on why, but you know, they they were all definitely had to disappear and, and deal with it, um, <laughs> which is a shame. You know, again, it's just one of those. It's the impact on the people that you don't see uh, as much as you know how how important it is to. We don't know. We don't know how you know how critical it is, how non critical it is. Um, you know, it's just the whole concept of leaking information before it's due to come out. Uh, is just wholly unfair. It's like you know someone spoiling the uh, Avengers uh, Endgame movie for you by telling you. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. See, I can't even do it for because uh, it's one of those things you just hold sacred or or spoiling the end of your Game of Thrones. Although I think the ending of Game of Thrones might have spoiled shush, it for. Um, shush, 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 shush. Point uh, fucking made, made wasn't it? I'm right there, I made the fucking point. Right there, Ben, yep. and how he felt. That's how it feels if somebody leaks something that you don't want out there, and it's heartbreaking for all the devs that have worked hard on these things, building up to a big reveal for it to pop out. And again, I can only give my opinion on it. I have no idea. I have no inroad with Frontier or have uh, had any contact with them about that because again, it's just like uh, asking someone about how yeah, their cat that just died and you know, oh, and just you know, you're poking in the sore bits. Um, so it's just, it's a very difficult time and I just hope, I hope I really do hope that it's completely unimportant and that's why they're not doing anything about it and it's just not worrying them, it's not worrying them or giving them any jip. Which would be, you know, that's a great way to be because then you don't have to give a crap. I just don't I, think that's I, true. I, I just have to say, I mean, I I just pop away for five minutes and I come back and you've gone and revealed Ben's big secret, have you? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, so yeah, if anyone wants a rendered picture of what Ben's uh, bits oh, look like. No. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this isn't the one that you took when we were at. Um, well, when the you, launch party, the launch party right, yeah. when you when you sat on the chair and fell on your arse with your kilt on. <laughs> That's the one. I... <laughs> Is that with the magnifying glass? Uh, I had to use yeah twelve times zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it, it, it's well, yeah. It, 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 I feel. Um, the, I feel the sad side, and it's all kind of fine to talk about these the leaks when they happen. But it would it would break my heart if it happened um, to to me and to to our business and stuff. It would cause serious knock on effects, and um, 
you know, we, we can't even do uh, sort of quick photographs of Susie Half doing a script because there are so many businesses out there that are ripping her artwork um, and it would just play right into their hands. Uh, and that's the problem. It's in a competitive market. Um, the only people that enjoy a leak are the people that are desperate to find out things about the game uh, that aren't particularly patient and those that are in competition with the game. They love it. Yeah, you can just imagine the instance because there have been quite a few uh, uh, games reported, especially on Facebook, that have used Frontiers material as their own promotion. I think it was I've seen one later lately called Space Cruiser or something like that appear in my theme, which is effectively just looks it's a complete elite ripoff. But they show off all this this stuff that comes out from. Uh, we've all seen in in frontier promos yet they're they're putting that off as their own game and you know it is a case of if they use that image in that does that have give them the right to say ah this is ours now hold on do you mean do you mean footage taken from within elite dangerous yes they use they use promotion material um basically in, in a lot of the trailers and stuff that Frontier have created and just put it into their own and just replace Elite Dangerous with things like Space Cruiser. That's or, insane. Or stuff. Yeah, but it's mostly uh, it, it's mostly sort of um, third degree knockoffs and things like that, that that do this. And the main issue that I have is that if that leaked image suddenly starts being appeared in these these rip-off trailers, if you like, then, you know, because it hasn't officially come from Frontier so far, they don't really have a, you know, mm-hmm. a way to yeah. say that's theirs. It's not, uh, I've, I mean, it obviously is copyrighted because, you know, it has been created at a certain point, but, you know, it's... Oh, I mean, these these kind of third party ripoffs are quite a, a dodgy grey area because normally they're hosted in places where our laws can't touch. Can you tell me the name of the game that, that you're thinking of that ripped off Elite's footage? Because I'd be interested to just go on Steam and have a look. Oh no, it's not on Steam. It's on Facebook. You'll see these things for browser games and things like that called stuff like Space Cruiser or or. Uh, Journey to the Stars, you know, typical what looks like clickbait browser games, and they'll be using Elite Dangerous materials as you know promotion. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it, it, not nice. So, I mean, <laughs> Colin, just a quick example of that. Actually, Alien is saying that apparently the No Man's Sky unofficial guidebook had a picture of a third lance on it. <laughs> That's right. That's... What? Aliens completely rightly. No Man's Sky uh, unofficial manual. They didn't even bother using No Man's Sky graphics on the back. They had wow. Elite Dangerous graphics. And that's... that's crazy. Yeah, I know. I've seen a few mobile games that have taken the the footage from Elite or from the from the Elite videos. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, and then just like shove their logo on top of it instead of the elite logo. Yes, and it's like it's oh, it's so bad. It is, yeah, you know, yeah. But like I say, most of these places are these games are created by in places that you you can't yeah. touch. Yeah, right? fair enough. So, 
tell you what, it, 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 it makes oh, me pleased. To, I was just going to say it very quickly. It's um, on the on the bright side. It's pleasing that elite so um, that elite is is profitable and successful enough to um, to emulate. Well, see, that's the problem. They're not emulating. They're just taking a whole load of the uh, uh, the promotional materials and then passing that off as if that's what you're going to be playing in your mobile game, and you're not. Hmm. I mean, there's quite a few people, quite a few of the elite community have already reported them and uh, made Frontier aware of a lot of them, but it doesn't seem to stop the amount that appear in my newsfeed yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. I think from the Facebook goes, well, this guy knows, posts off a lot about space games. Here's a space game for you. You know, very much like, oh, you've just you just buy boots off Amazon, then all of a sudden you get a whole load of things from Amazon saying, would you like to buy some more boots? <laughs> I've only got two feet, damn it. Yeah, um, this week, BBC Click actually has a really interesting article on uh, how much personal data is recorded and sent to goodness knows where. I mean, even they gave a example of a like a uh, robot vacuum cleaner that sent the dimensions of the rooms it was cleaning to some server in China. Mm-hmm. And all sorts of stuff like that. So, yeah, he's stuff, basically. Yeah. So, um, has anybody got any other thing, anything else to, to comment on the uh, the leaks concept art or the leaks in general? I think Cow has quite rightly vented. Well, I hope he's vented. I hope he's feeling a bit more relaxed. I've got one other question about the guests. (laughs) Go on, Ben. What's your question? So, obviously, Obsidian Ants talked about it a little bit. Yannix has talked about it. Down to Earth Astronomy's talked about it. We've talked about it. Are we in the right talking about it, or should we have all just shut up? Well, Well, if we don't talk about it, no one else will. Oh, sorry, everyone else will, sorry. We don't talk, everyone else will. And people were saying, oh, well, why doesn't Lay Radio talk about this? Are they a frontier shill or anything? You can just see how the conversation goes. So uh, all we can do is give our views on, on, the, on the leaks and the information we're given and hope it provides food for thought for people, really. Well, I mean, I must admit, um, I don't if you'll get any more forthright uh, views on on copyright infringement than you get from Grant. <laughs> I've got my own horror story regarding that kind of thing myself, but I, I, I think we don't think we've got enough time here for the amount that I could rant about it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that we are. I mean, we're not going to be including that photo in the show notes. I mean, everybody else. It, I mean. It, that seems to me like if we do that, then we are kind of propagating the issue. But to- talking about the fact that there's been a leak and the major- I think the majority of the people here think it was a-, a rubbish thing to do, even though it has given some people hope for the 2020 release. I, oh, it's- I don't think that we're talking about the leak is the same as passing it on um the uh just final thought from me there's i think there's a difference between um i I really don't like the this phrase 
if we don't do it, everybody else will sort of thing. I mean, not pointing fingers at anybody. It's, it's just, it's routinely used. Um, it's, it's routinely used to justify moral lapses um, collectively uh, in all sorts, in all sorts of spheres. Um, I don't think we need to do that because that's not what, that's not what we've done. It says in at the beginning of every live radio show, it says, uh, to talk about, uh, universe of elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. We, we're a, a, podca a podcast and a radio show that primarily talk about the community of elite dangerous. These leaks are a significant event for the community of elite dangerous and um it would be it would be obtuse to the point of sort of you know bizarre to not even acknowledge them we're not in a position to propagate them because they are images on a screen and we are an audio format so we're we're not we we can't make we, we can't propagate the harm talking about their impact and the um and the rights and wrongs of their existence and um, circulation is a completely different thing. Um, I do think sometimes, um, and I, I, I won't sort of point fingers, but I do think sometimes that YouTubers, um, sometimes they, uh, sometimes they'll make a video on a on a on an event, and it'll be a race to get the video made as soon as something happens. A forum post from a frontier member of staff, something like this leak, and it'll be right. Okay, the clock's ticking. I've got. Uh, I've got, you know, if I can get this video out in the next 15 minutes, then it will be before all the other YouTubers and I'll get the bulk of the views. And often that video spreads the um, spreads the leak far more quickly than it would have otherwise been propagated and, um, and, also, and, and gives it huge amounts more visibility. And you can hold your hands up and say, oh, you know, if I don't cover it in my then somebody else will and I'm not doing any harm and all this sort of thing. But you probably are. You're probably doing quite a lot of measurable harm. Um, and, um, uh, and I, I, I think sometimes that the, um, even, even the YouTubers that I really respect and a lot of us do, do descend into, into sort of clickbaity habits sometimes. And I know the economics of YouTube does encourage that, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't make it any less, it doesn't make it any less so, I guess. I think there's a difference between, uh, YouTube and clickbait. It's all how it's presented. I mean, for example, when we covered the cheating, and I think we were, uh, all, although it was published on the forum the next day, when we talked about the module cheats, um, we were the, the you know the first people to mention that on the show. We we said they were there. We said we believed they were correct, and we gave a, a description of what the interface looked like, but. That's as far as you went. We didn't talk about where you found them. We didn't talk about how they worked. We didn't mention any mechanics at all. It was just the facts as we saw them. And I, I don't. I think a lot of these YouTube people who you are think yes, there is an element to I must be first. But I would like to think the respected ones try and portray what they report in a fairly measured and balanced way. And they would forsake the "oh, I'm first" or "oh, I'm right" any day of the week. Do you think that's yeah, maybe more crossed. more from a, I think a broadly? You're probably right. Yeah, more from a point of view though that we are a team, and therefore you have such a right. A, a well, well, we'll move from unofficial leaks uh, on to official news from uh, Frontier. Uh, in the latest newsletter, we have now got a new Covas. Um, for those of you who are familiar with it, um, Councillor Troy um, of uh, 
who's also done a uh, a voice back for uh, oh, what's what's the name of the other guys? HSE. HSC. 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 HCS. HCS. Right. Is it? There you go. <laughs> yeah, HCS, isn't it? Yeah, HCS. I should know. I've got about eight or nine updates <laughs> to come through from them now, and they're all bloody massive. But those are uh, some updates that Paul does. Pardon? Those are some voice packs that Paul does. Yes. Yes. And and supplies the occasional leave radio sting by by Brian Blessed, which is my, still my favourite. Hint, Grant. <laughs> um, yes, the uh, we've we've now have a new Kovos official Kovos to add into your ship, uh, as said by um, uh, Councillor Troy from Star Trek. If I could just remember the actress name, <laughs> Marina. Um, Maria uh, Sirtis. Please tell me that's how you pronounce it. Marina! And someone shut Ben up before I really, really lose it with him. Ah, dear. So, um, unfortunately, that seems to be all there is. I mean, there was some... Was there there some new... Kovacs pack, by the way? Big pardon? Did any of you buy the Kovacs pack? No. no. Not the latest one, no. I have bought one in the past. Because I heard it, and the sample on the website didn't sound much like Marina Sirtis at all. It looked as though she was trying to do some kind of hybrid voice between her own and Cancer Troy's. Well, that's actually quite similar to the, the HCS voice pack. Um uh, It doesn't sound like Councillor Troy to me. Well, it... it, it it doesn't, it doesn't, if you see what I mean. It it feels very, um, yeah, hybrid-ish. But you can still tell it's it's got a kind of Star Trek vibe with it, just the same as uh, Brent Spinner, but he's not Data. I kind of want, when I have these celebrity voice packs, when I hear them, I kind of mm. want them to be the, not be the character, but sound like the character that we recognise them as. It's arguable that that's the point. Well, yeah, I mean, basically, the main reason you've got the William Shatner voice pack is because, basically, you want Captain Kirk as your wingman. Yeah, it's probably got something to do with him being in Star Trek. Yes, but he doesn't sound like Kirk. Uh, same as the Paul Darrow one. I got the Paul Darrow one because I wanted Avon in my yes. cockpit. But the way he... Um, but Avon is copyrighted. He, he doesn't have a one, does he? But he can do the same tone I of voice. I bet you, yeah, if the they went off and do the voice of Avon or the voice of Captain Picard or Captain Kirk or Councillor Troy, if they went off and do the exact same voice and accent in something like this, it's too close to the reality. And I bet you copyright lawyers would be down on HCS like a ton of bricks. Can you even copyright characters? Uh, sorry, voices. Well, I bet you can um, copyright character voices, yes. Well, otherwise Impressionists would get copyright strikes, wouldn't they? Yeah. But then that's, that's also satire, isn't it? Also, Impressionists don't generally um, do not generally do impressions of... sort of. The, you know, they generally do impressions of real people, so it's, it, it would probably come under slander law or... Um, uh, or, you know, something of that nature, rather than rather than copyright. 
Right. It is quite a copyright when, oh, well, back to what we were talking about <laughs> earlier, but copyright is, is a very, very fickle beast. If someone does word for word, uh, manage to replicate their performance as a, um, councillor Troy and, um, basically calls it something else, even though it's the same actress saying Paramount would actually have a leg to, to stand on to say, hang on a second, you're using the character that we hold an IP for. I know it's, I know it's, um, you've called it something different, but I'm sorry, that sounds exactly like the, the character that is covered by our copyright. Pay up, sucker. <laughs> well, that would mean every time Patrick Stewart came on a chat show and did engage <laughs> or make it so um, in a Picard voice, he'd have to pay royalties to Paramount. It would come down to an enforcement versus practicality of enforcement, wouldn't it? As, as many of these things do. Um, is there a Picard voice? No. They haven't got Patrick Stewart to do it. Although I must admit, the new Picard trailer was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, well, I thought it was rubbish. <laughs> oh, everything's rubbish, Shan. Come on. <laughs> I really liked the new Picard trailer, to be honest. I th- I loved how it tied in with all good things and everything like that. I really want to watch some Star Trek. I've got no idea what any, any of these references. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, oh, bless you, Colin. The Colin, Sooth. <laughs> and you have the nerve to say that I'm not pronouncing people right. At least I get the right person. I, th- I thought <laughs> it was like a, an advert for Marks and Spencer's wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all of the John Lewis Christmas advert, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not just any wine. This, this is, is Trek wine. No, this, this is Shan wine. He wines all the time. <laughs> all right, Mr. Interstellar <laughs> Initiatives are the worst thing ever. <laughs> I haven't said that yet. I'm waiting for the end of in the interstellar. <laughs> I'm waiting for the end of the interstellar initiative. And if you read any of my forum posts, you would have found I'm not as negative as you are on this. I've got them I... bound in a coffee table hardback. If you want to borrow it, Chan. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I mean, the previous week um, we had new member skins and and things like that. Did anybody? Is anybody actually? Flying the member? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. The and did you get is, any of the new skins? I didn't know. I've got a... Um, uh, the reason is um, I am sporting a Black Friday paint job on the member, and bugger me, does it not look incredibly sexually appealing. It is so nice with the um, the Black Friday paint job. It looks like uh, it looks like the Batmobile. I should have guessed that Souverine liked a Black Member. <laughs> it's just I, 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 I also like the fact that nobody flies the member because it means it's um, it means that it's a, a bit kooky um, but I love it it's my main combat ship absolutely love it I'm sorry I'm there thinking of areas with a double rib member flying about the place but <laughs> oh no I've gone someone else to go for <laughs> Uh, all right, I'll take over as host. Um, uh, cool. What, what are we even talking about? I've got no idea. Uh, shall we do an advert break? Yes, an advert break will be fine. <laughs> <laughs>
Give me time to recover. Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, Millsburn Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons, plus me daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please. <coughs> I was overseeing the delivery of some slaves to the starport in Exios, and a cleaning robot had just washed the floor, but not left a warning sign. I had to run after a slave that was escaping, and I slipped and fractured my wrist. I was delayed for ten whole minutes while the medicomp repaired the damage. My time is billable. Can I get compensation? Yes, you can. I was on a regular trading room back to Seoul, and it was my job to repaint the outside of the ship. I was given the wrong kind of EVA clamps. Nothing bad actually happened, but it did give me a fright. Can I get compensation? Yes, you can. I was checking some robots through customs when I distinctly heard an official call the robots clanks. I was deeply offended, even though I'm not a robot myself. That's their word. You're not allowed to use it. Can I claim for moral outrage? Yes, you can. At Cowell and McGrath, we are now taking any kind of legal action. No case too small, no justification too frivolous. If you've been lightly inconvenienced, embarrassed, or in any way put out, then someone should be made to give you money. Don't be a stupid clank. Uh, excuse me. Cowell and McGrath, taking on any case, playing the percentages. <laughs> oh God. Just wrap it up. And welcome back. Um, one of the things that has been uh, created in the community corner lately uh, has been um, Elite Dangerous Welcome to the Club lore. Uh, this is a really good uh, video from Commander Machine with a, a one instead of the I. Uh, his take on how new players should start Elite. Um, now I've, I've looked over this video. I, I thought it was very well put together. Um, what did anybody else think? Yeah, I'm with you. I think it just... It basically... It's, if I remember correctly, even in, in Elite, in the book, you got a your uncle or something like that died and get, died and given you a Cobra with 100 credits. And wasn't there some kind of similar reason why you got a Cobra and 100 credits for Frontier? Whereas we've got no reason why the hell we've got a Sidewinder in, in Elite Dangerous. It's just like, here's a ship, bang! Oh, no, 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 there, is a, um, there, there is an unknown benefactor in Elite Dangerous. Okay, so there is... is yeah, I can't remember where this comes from. It might be, um, it might be the game manual, or it might be one of the starting missions, or something like that. But there is an official, um, or it might even be the, it might even be the, um, uh, it, it might even be something that comes with the um, the loader or something like that. But th there is something that um, it's like a, a letter from an anonymous benefactor um, saying. Um, uh, congratulations, Commander. Um, yeah. I'm not the live stream says it's in the manual. 
Oh, the manual. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 an anonymous benefactor, and it's um it's like a, a, a an inheritance from somebody that you didn't know you knew, or somebody like something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, that goes, back I'm now thinking about some Nigerian relative. <laughs> yeah, because it's about the first encounter, isn't it? Because you got a little letter from a lawyer representing the estate of a Kamala Jameson. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because you were supposed to start off as the great grandson of the original Commander Jameson. Mm-hmm. Because in the original one, you were Commander Jameson. That's a nice start touch. With. Please tell me we didn't get his Cobra. No. Well, what you mean is uh, part of the in, inheritance? Yeah, it's part of the inheritance. No, you got enough credits to get an Eagle Mark One with a uh, hundred credits. Ah, okay and then. That, that's that's how you was one that was the official start to frontier you could actually do the alternative oh, i think it was a thousand credits actually but there was the alternative which was the official start where you could start at leave in a cobra with 100 credits and nothing else and then the ship didn't even have an autopilot which meant that basically you were stuffed because in the old frontier you needed that bloody autopilot <laughs> so it's a bit like the multiple starting things that we got with the Kickstarter in yes. Elite Dangerous. Uh, kind of, yes. There's yeah. another... Something else oh, really um, cool that I just found out this week. Um, the, um, the the crashed Cobra, the one with um, John Jameson, um, the, oh, yes. the, the recordings, They, um, I thought that it, it was just a, like a, a fairly crude wireframe just to look a bit... Um, look, look like the Cobra Mark III, but different. But it's actually, um, I found out this week that it, it's uh, somebody at Frontier has designed it with, um, it's got the one hard point at the front, like the original Cobra had, apparently. I didn't play the game, so I don't know. Um, so somebody has actually taken the time to fully design the outside of the ship um, as, it, as the Cobra was in, um, in the original game. Mm-hmm. Um, even even though it's only used in Elite Dangerous for one that for for that one instance, which I think yes, is quite I nice. I believe it's got a single large hard point rather than the uh, the two mediums and two smalls of a normal Cobra. I think someone will out how big the hard point was. Hmm. Um, for those of you who are actually interested to see what this is on about, actually, if you go to Reddit uh, and go to um, the latest post by uh, Voltechnic, he has just visited the Jameson site, and you can plainly see the single hard point at the front of the ship. Um, I'd, I would have to get Alan to confirm whether or not the, the Commander Jameson that was uh, was used was supposed to be the character from the original game, or whether or not it was Sun. I can't remember which one it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be the commander from the first encounters, because if you listen to the log, mm-hmm. it mirrors one yeah. of the missions in first encounters. Yeah, true that. That doesn't make sense, because there weren't any Thargoids at all in first encounters. Yeah, there oh, were. No, not first the encounters. Sorry, sorry, I thought you meant Frontier. Yeah, for, strike that. Because, oh, no, I thought what's happening in Elite Dangerous replaced what happened in First Encounters. We Yeah, we had a conversation about this on Sagai the other day. Um, I thought that basically Frontier had thrown out all the lore from all the previous games and said, look, let, we're going to no, rip with it, was leave a, it to us. 
but there was an alternate ending to first yeah. encounters, and there was one there was one ending where you gave the Thargoids the mycoid virus and basically told them how to um, cure it, uh, which then led to a like a peace treaty um, between the Thargoids and the Alliance, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was. And then there was then there was the other ending where you delivered the mycoid virus and blew all the thyroids up, and it's the latter that is now now canon. The one where you give them the antidote and everyone's all happy is the one that was retconned. Yeah, which is ironic, really, because that's the only one you could do due to bugs in the game. <laughs> um, in in front, because it drove me mad. This the amount of bugs about that game really did my head in but um which is um the publisher's fault not frontiers which i, I will uh, agree with david braben on that one because the uh, the publisher shoved it out the door far too early um but the the, the chance right that you had the people have been through the game code and they found that yes there were two um, game paths and two choices you could take at the very end, which is one which was deliver the, the, the cure to the Thargoids and the Thargoids give you a massive big ship, which you could then fly around the rest of the galaxy in. Or the alternative was um, dr- deliver the virus and basically stop the, the Thargoids once and for all. But, I, you know, what doesn't make sense, I think it might be a um, an amalgamation of the two because the timelines don't seem to match because the Thargoids were supposed to, it, it goes back to when the original 84 game was. I think Michael Brooks did actually, I think it was Michael Brooks. I think uh, Frontier did definitely say that they, um, I can't cite a source here, but I, I'm sure um, that they were retconning everything apart from that ending. Right. I could probably dig out a source, but I'm, I'm sure they said that. I'm sure, I'm sure they said there's been a lot of chat. This is couple, two or three years ago. They said there's been a lot of chat over law and continuity and stuff recently. We're saying what now, once and for all, no, nothing of Frontier First Encounter should be considered canon except the ending in which you mycoid bombed the Thargoids. Mm. Right. Well, so, yes. That's that's one thing that I suppose we can we can ask for clarity on, but then again, it's yeah a little bit too late because we know what's happened. <laughs> Interestingly, the um, a lot of other stuff uh, has I thought that basically you know most of the lore from the previous game shouldn't be considered canon. Um, but Alan um, uh, told me the other day that actually an awful lot of lore from uh, from the previous games is has crept into Elite Dangerous in loads of different ways. In terms of um, uh, li- little tidbits like um, the, uh, the de- description of the ships in the shipyard, uh, the, the tourist beacons, um, the descriptions of rare goods, the system descriptions, lo- loads and loads of little bits and bobs of lore about shipyards and manufacturers and brands and people from the previous games have, have made it into Elite Dangerous. They're just ha- It just hasn't been widely talked about, hasn't been signposted. They yeah. still haven't put in the bloody Plain Isle of Graveyard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that a sore point with Ben every Don't single worry. time. <laughs> Even though it was actually featured in the Salome event, nothing actually was put in the game for it. I they wouldn't say mind, that it was going to be. They can put in graveyards and they can put in relics and busted up ships 
and nav beacons and all the stuff that we should see there. I'm sure they said it was going to go in. Oh, they've been saying that for ages. <laughs> yeah, that's 2013, I think. Yeah, fair. Yeah, uh, and I completely forgot what I was going to mention there as well. But well, <laughs> sorry, I had to explode, Colin. Sorry. Yeah. Oh no, what I was going to mention. Yes, there had been mentions in some of the pilot logs. You know, of your um, sorry, of the crew that you can hire. Some of them have been flying in Panther Clippers. Where are these Panther Clippers? <laughs> That's just trolling players, isn't it? It is, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> Well, then again, I got my brakes flying a Thargoid ship. <laughs> uh, yes, and basically, yeah. The, the the whole point is, I've now delayed the Panther Clipper by a month because every time um, that ship is mentioned, um, um, Paige has said that they're going to put it back a month. <laughs> Which is interesting because they, then, if they said that, then it confirms it does actually exist. On their plan, because you can't delay something that's not on a plan. I don't plan to die, but I can't delay it. No, I plan to live for a do- forever or die trying. <laughs> and, and there we are back to Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> there should only be one Highlander film. <laughs> Although the series wasn't too bad. Anyway. So, I mean, I, th- I think, um, let's, I think it, we've If you're really, about to say something, Colin, I've said something in yes, the recording I know. studio. I know. Um, unfortunately, I think that subject, Ben, is, is far too big to cover. Too big a one. Yeah, in, in oh, sort of like the time that we've got otherwise we'll be all here at midnight and shouting at each other which <laughs> as, as entertaining as it, it could be and i must admit i'm getting a little bit uh, tired um so i think we'll give some shout outs uh, as usual before wrapping up if if anybody if that's okay with everybody um yeah. LaveCon uh, 2019 is between the 5th and the 7th of July at the Sedgebrook Hall. As you, uh, we're really looking forward to it. It is sponsored by Spider-Man Games, and uh, for those of you um, who will be turning up, I, I hope to be seeing you there. Um, our sister station at Hutton Orbital Radio broadcasts on a Thursday at half past eight at tv.forthemog.com or radioforthemog.com if you just want the audio. Um, I, I don't know whether if Commander Cow has any sneak peeks for the uh, for the upcoming um, the the upcoming show. But um, no, no. Well, quite... I mean, have you seen? Have you seen? Uh, did you see? You were at ECM, but I think you'd left before we did the Hutton News, didn't you? Unfortunately, yes, mostly due to a coke spillage over models. You didn't see the uh, Buck Naked's Top Trucker report? I unfortunately caught up with the Buck Naked <laughs> <laughs> Trucker report. That's something you might see on Thursday. <laughs> My eyes. Nobody My wants poor, to see beautiful that. Beautiful eyes. No one deserves that. 
Yeah, Scalzi wrote a book okay. today, The Little Furries, uh, and I think that's I think they surrounded Buck. But yeah, other than that, there's nothing in particular. I will not be there on Thursday because I'll be, I'll be uh, enjoying Bill Bailey, so it'll be down to the rest of the team to um, put the show together, but they're completely... Not that I do anything. That's what made it sound like they might be in dire straits. They do it all. I just read... Well, let, let, tune in to find out whether Cubicle 3 explodes without cow's help. <laughs> um, also, we have the uh, CQC Discord uh, at um, discord.me slash CQC, all one word. Uh, it's for the commanders who like a bit of CQC action. Uh, and uh, finally, we also have the fantastic Galnet News coming as, um, as read out by... Uh, Commander Witherspoon coming up after the show. Um, so, f- wasn't there a release of something to do with Sagai this week? Probably. We released lots of things. Uh, what day is it? Ben, did we release? When did we release issue 21? Uh, was that this week or was that, couple, that was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? 21. That was a couple of weeks. So, what we're doing at the moment is um, we are at Sagittarius Eye, which is. Uh, um, which is now nearly all of the Lave Radio team. Um, we are converting all of our back issues of the magazine into glorious, fully voice-acted podcasts. Um, and um, in order to catch up, because uh, we're, we're currently, in terms of our glossy um, magazine, we are currently working on issue 22. Um, and uh, so obviously we've got a lot of uh, archive issues to turn into podcasts. So we... Um, we are working on one archive conversion per week um, until we're caught up with the current release. So um, this week on Thursday, we release uh, the podcast version of issue 11. Um, so the one that we would released last week would have been issue 10, which is actually probably the most iconic front cover um, that Slag Eye released. Although obviously you won't see that because it's a podcast. Um, so, um, <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're fantastic they're really very, very high quality indeed. We've got a, a brilliant team of uh, professional and amateur voice actors um, and some seriously impressive um, audio editors, um, all under the masterful administration of uh, our very own Ben Moss Woodward. Um, so they are um, they're two hours of fully voice acted glory, uh, and they come out every Thursday um, between midday and five o'clock um, until probably mid-July when we'll fully converted the archive and we'll be um, we'll be up to speed and from then we'll be doing I can't wait yeah it's pretty tiring um, and from from then we'll be um, just releasing as normal our um, current release in audio and uh, magazine form every month um, if you want to see the kind of quality that we're, uh, they're dealing with, um, the there is a Sagittarius Eye documentary which has just been released on YouTube uh, called Taming Giants High G Landings. Um, this is not to be confused with the entertaining High G Landings that um, a certain psycho cow has been part of. <laughs> But uh, we'll put that as a link in the show notes. So uh, does anybody have any final business or shout outs that they'd like to do before I wrap things up? Yeah, if I can. So I'm going to, I'll give a shout out to all the hard, very, very hardworking audio guys over at Sagai as well. I know we're shouting at you every week to, you know, it, it, it must feel 
like, it's without end, but there is an end, I promise. And all the guys and girls who are working there all around the world are doing a spectacular job. Um, just couldn't be prouder of everybody involved with that. It's, it's blue and marvellous. Um, I think the, I loved the, the one that you talked about, the, um, the, the speed, was it the Hot Trotter one, wasn't it, Colin, that was the video that was released? Yes. Was read by Commander Beetlejude, who does all of the artwork as well. And she was also featured in the recent newsletter, actually. Um, so, yeah, she's, a, she's an incredibly talented person in multi, many, many disciplines. What were you going to say, Suf? Uh, just very talented. Yep, equally. Yep. Um, just, just seconding that. Um, very talented chalk artworks as well. Uh, and... I want to give a, a another shout out to Commander Freebooted and all of his family and just love and respect to you guys and the whole of the communities there if you want if you need us. Yeah, fly safe Commander Michael. So um I guess that's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com, facebook.com slash laveradio, and at laveradio on Twitter. You can join the Discord chat channel by going to discord.io slash laveradio. Or you can join our TeamSpeak server, where commanders come to hang out and chat at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Uh, incidentally, that is also the same uh, uh TeamSpeak server as the Hutton Orbital Truckers, so if you want to talk to a trucker that's where you go. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at uh, 8.30 and streamed out on laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Commander PsychoCow, thanks to Commander Shan, thanks to Commander Souverine, and thanks to Commander Edelweiss for joining us this week, and thanks to everybody who's joined us in the Twitch chat channel. So, until next time, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Are we flying dangerously yet, Grant? Is your I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he's washing his hands. Is that like someone having an orange inserted? <laughs> <laughs> Need a safe one. Space can be I'm going to see the galaxy.
No worries, guys. Hold the fort for two seconds. I'll be right back. Galnet News Digest, 27th of May, 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, alien contact hopes crash. Kincaid stands firm on resignation demands. Silly standing Thargoid theories. Lave Radio requests reviews. Alien contact hopes crash. Following a tip-off from a commander using the pseudonym Melvin Online, Galnet News Digest believes it may have found the Diamondback Explorer that was stolen from Vega by dock worker Gan Romero on the 25th of April. The ship, discovered during a materials collection run by Commander Sentinel-1, seems to have ploughed catastrophically into the surface of an ice world, leading well-known commentator J.C. Skifter to speculate that Romero may have been experimenting with the new utterly safe and reliable Super Cruise Assist module. At the weekend, the official Galnet News printed a thinly disguised rehash of the theory put forward last week by both Commander Souverain of Sagittarius I magazine and by Galnet Digest, that Gan Romero had become telepathically linked to an ancient and powerful intelligence in a similar manner to ex-President Halsey in 3302. These voices apparently claimed to be the guardians of our galaxy and to be powerful although they no longer had corporeal bodies. However, now that the crashed Diamondback has been located, we can categorically state that this theory has been discredited and that Romero was simply joyriding while high on Onion Head. Kincaid stands firm on resignation demands. Alliance President Gibson Kincaid has refused to resign in the face of a rising tide of calls for his impeachment from those loyal to Edmund Mahan. Prime Minister Mahan claimed in a speech this week that Kincaid's treasonous decision to assume direct command of the Zeance fleet is reason enough to demand his resignation even without the allegations of illegal funding from anonymous benefactors laundered through the Bank of Zeance. In response, President Kincaid has claimed that he will become the autocratic leader that the Alliance craves. A single, strong leader to replace the Prime Minister and the elected Assembly. A leader who can make the Alliance great again. He insisted that he cannot be forced out of office unless presented with irrefutable proof of his own wrongdoing, and that this proof could not and would not be forthcoming. Because he'd covered his tracks very carefully. Silly Standing Thargoid Theories Speculation has been rife this week about whether Thargoids actually have bodies. Some believe that they are one with their ships, an organic entity of Killing Machine and its ship. However, some have speculated that Thargoid leader Tharg the Mighty, Lord of Polaris, Emperor of the Call 70 Sector and Prince of the Pleiades, is working on technology to allow Thargoids to leave their cockpits and walk around on planets. 
possibly carrying some kind of space blaster and looking for a fight. If this far-fetched theory is true, then humanity will surely have to follow the Thargoid's lead in dispensing with powerful ship-mounted weaponry and returning to hand-to-hand combat. But will we be able to resist the Thargoids? Their defence may turn out to be their outrageously handsome good looks. Once you've seen a Thargoid's chitinous mandibles close up, how could you ever dream of hurting one? Lave Radio requests reviews. Lisa, have you had any chance to get into the beta last week? No, I haven't. Ben, what have you been up to this week? (laughs) I've spent quite a while cleaning up my Windows 7 installation. The Lave Radio Network has put out an appeal for more reviews on its syndication websites to increase its profile and to create the impression that it has listeners. In February 3301, a young and fresh-faced Commander Wotherspoon heeded this call and penned a fair, balanced review of the podcast. As a reward, he received a shout-out. We have an iTunes review. I believe it was four out of five and Fozza cried. Oh, was this the gentleman that was that was incensed by the fact that some of us hadn't had time to play Elite recently? Well, I think that's a probably valid criticism. (laughs) 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 And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We write the iTunes reviews so you don't have to. (laughs) 